Chapter 19. Responding to the MQ Questionnaire If you have convinced the analysts that you belong on the MQ, you will eventually be asked to fill out the MQ Questionnaire. You may have to request this several times. You don't want to miss out because of an oversight on the part of the analyst. There are usually some cutoff rules the analyst will apply to keep the number of vendors down to a manageable amount. But if you can convince him that you're doing interesting things and moving the industry forward, you should still be able to get on it. When you get the questionnaire, begin working on the response immediately. There will be financial questions that require input from the CFO, CEO, especially if you're publicly traded. It must be okay to reveal numbers that are never broken out in public statements because I see it done all the time for various industry analyst reports. Of course, the analysts keep those numbers confidential and do not publish them or share them with a competitor. Every questionnaire for each magic quadrant is different, but the techniques and advice provided here are equally applicable to all. The questionnaire is a spreadsheet with about 50 lines. It is usually broken into two sections one to measure ability to execute, and one to measure completeness of vision. Answer them all honestly. The analysts fact-check when they can and apply the sniff test to anything you provide. I remember putting together the Managed Security Service Provider MQ. A key measurement we selected was number of devices under management. I was friends with the AR guy at the firm who claimed to be the largest. He had come over with an acquisition, a company at which I had been an early employee. During the first briefing, he flat out said they had 1,500 devices under management. He soon left the vendor, and at the next briefing, the new AR person said that they had 1,100 devices under management. Then I went to a SAS day at one of their competitors in Boston. Their new CTO had just left the first company. I asked him how many devices they had under management when he left. He said, no more than 550. So you can see, never lie to an analyst. Some vendors fudge their financials, confusing books with revenue, or using the number they would be at if they had been selling at list price instead of the typical discounts. Sure, round up, everyone does. But if you have a flat year or a slight downturn, you could get in trouble, since then you will be reporting a fall-off in revenue for a year. At one point, Gartner had a division. DataQuest that was responsible for gathering market-sized data. When an analyst went to create an MQ, he would get the numbers that DataQuest was using. I soon learned that that was useless. One of my least favorite vendors, remember the 70-page PowerPoint briefing from Hell, was reporting revenue figures for IDS that exceeded that of Cisco. And yet, I had never heard of their IDS product, and they did not have a web page for it. You will also need to reach out to product engineering to answer the feeds and speeds questions. Make sure the reported numbers jibe with the published numbers in your data sheets as well as any independent test results that an analyst will have access to. Don't forget that your competitors are spreading test result numbers that you've never seen and that, of course, demonstrate that the competitor's product is the best. Be verbose in your answer. Give the short answer that the analyst can apply weighing factors to, but also explain any extenuating circumstances that show your product in the best light. This may be the first time you get to explain the secret sauce of your product in a way the analyst will focus on. Gather all the data from finance and engineering. Fill the spreadsheet out and get it back on time. No rush since the analyst is not waiting anxiously to start pouring through the data you provide. The due date is fine. You can even beg for an extension. If you were on the previous MQ, they really can't drop you for being late. 
but why give a bad impression when you're being evaluated? By now, you should be very familiar with the analyst's thinking. You questioned her on it during the briefings and SAS day, but you can still schedule an inquiry to ask clarification questions. This is one time I would back off on the continual touch points. Just turn it around and get it back to her. Schedule a last meeting with the entire team to get buy-in on what you're submitting. These are the numbers and answers that you're going to live with for the next six months. Next, you will get a draft of what the analyst is going to say about you and the first look at the MQ graph. Schedule an inquiry immediately if you're well below where you expect it. Analysts make mistakes. No irate call means that they're on target. Maybe they even put you too high and can safely lower your dot in the last balancing move that occurs before publishing. If you see a major mistake, let the analyst know. Some vendors are extremely good at bamboozling the analyst. They may be a vendor that everyone knows is going down the tubes. The CEO is a philanderer. The top sales guy was just hired away and took his entire team with him. The distributors are returning stock. They're under investigation for selling products to Iran. This is the time to let the analyst know. Don't engage in anything that could be considered tortious interference. Just suggest some things the analyst should look into. No innuendo. Real, extenuating circumstances. Odds are that your dot will be about where you expect it. Object to the surprises, ask the analyst where he would like to see improvement next year, and move on. If you've crafted a plan and executed on it according to the guidance in this book, don't be like most vendors who scramble every year to respond. Avoid the fire drill.